1: wonder if you'll read verse 25 and 26. Verse 25 and verse 26. This chapter reminds me of the Silicon Valley, and I think it will remind you of the Silicon Valley too, but our message is verse 26, but we'll read 25 and 26. Ready? Begin. The ships of
0: Tarsus. (laughs)
1: Is going to be the judgment on Tyre. And it's prophetic also in the future in the book of Revelation. Tyre was so well known for her success. The money flowed like the Silicon Valley. The ships of Tarsha did sing of thee in the market. Product was going all around the world. It's an amazing thing. We have three international airports here. International airports, all within about 30 minutes, one of the one, three. And the reason is we're shipping the products out by not ship, but by airplane. But we also have uh, the bay here. And we have Oakland dock, and we have the San Francisco dock. And they're loading up the wares from the Silicon Valley and going around the world. And the Bible says the ships of Tarsus did sing thee in the market. Thou was replenished, made very glorious in the midst of the seas. Thy rowers, and here's our message, have brought thee into great waters. The east winds have broken thee in the midst of the seas. Our Father, I thank you so much for the privilege to have the summer months together. The months of May and June and July and August have been incredible. I thank you for the people of God. Lord, they've been so faithful, so dedicated. We think back of all the graduations in May. We think back, Lord, of the big youth conference, their labor of love and what took place as we literally went to outer space and beyond. I thank you for the July 4th Wednesday night service. What a time. I thank you for camp and for all the work days and all the soul, winnings, the door knocking, and the super Saturdays, the sacrifice, the anniversary Sunday, where we once again witness what you've accomplished here. You're such a mighty God. You've done so many wonderful things. We give you praise. Bless the message of the hour is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Chapter 26, 27, and 28 go together. It's the judgment on Tyre, T-Y-R-E, that great city. And you'll see a compatible text in the book of Revelation, chapter 18. It was a city that was rolling and and. and, and Um, um, I'm moving forward, full steam ahead. It looks so awesome. In fact, that city was affecting the world at that time. And when Silicon Valley comes into judgment, and she will, she will, she's fueling a lot of this sin and corruption that we have in the world. And when God brings judgment on the Silicon Valley, you say, well, we got to get out of here. It. The whole world's going to be affected. The whole entire world's hooked into our Yahoo and into our Google and into our Apple and into our Cisco and into our Intel and into our Oracle and into all these companies that are flourishing within two miles radius of this church all around us are the nation's leaders what we call the Silicon Valley. Other places have tried to mimic it, and there are places springing up right now. Florida is having a revival or a new time of the Silicon Valley there, and Dallas has. But no one will ever pass it up. It's anchored here. It's anchored at Stanford University. It's all created here in the dorms, and the Silicon Valley has been has risen to prominence worldwide. The jets are flying in and out of here, filled with the goods. And here was Tyre. Tyre was an incredible city. He talks about the merchants and about the merchandise in this chapter 23 times. It was rolling, it was going, it was moving, it was shaking. Notice what the Bible says by way of introduction. Now thou son of man, verse two, take up the lamentation for Tyre. Now, uh, and, and say unto Tyrus." Oh, thou that are situated in the entry of the sea, which are a merchant of the people. See, they were located in such an environment that everything was passing through their area. The ships would be loaded. The planes would be loaded. It would be going to all the countries of the world as it is today. Thus saith the Lord God, O Tyrus, thou said I am a perfect beauty, My borders are in the midst of the seas. The builders have perfected thy beauty. Many of you are employed by Apple, and I thank God for that. I thank God you have good jobs. You can tithe so I can get paid so I don't have to go to work. But I'm so very grateful for it. Apple has just right now spent somewhere between 6 and $7 billion cash on the most amazing building I'd love one day to be able to get in there and see the big spaceship. I'm talking about the stadium for the 49ers cost 1.4 billion. We're talking about 6 and 7 billion and they're still spending and not finished and all the belongings inside, all the beautiful equipment inside, I was on top of that. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that we're rolling, we're moving, we're going. The buildings, the old buildings that are been built in the 70s and the 80s and 90s, they're coming down and the new ones are rising up everywhere. It's breathtaking to see right now. It's an amazing thing to see and the beauty of it. And it talks about their ships. Notice they had the boards, they had fur, cedar, oak. They were covered with ivory. They had the fine linen, the embroidered work. The sails, verse number seven. Verse number eight, the mariners. Oh, Tyrus, uh, that they were in thee were pilots. Thy merchandise, verse number nine. Persia, all the countries of the world, verse number 12. Tarshish was the merchant. By reason the multitude of the kinds of riches and silver and iron and tin and lead, and they traded in thy fares. Javon and Tubol, and Tubol and Mischek. those are two cities in Russia. Isn't it amazing that since the election we've been obsessed with Russia and our elections? And they're saying how that they're going. I don't know if it's true. They're going to try to uh, and in 2018 this fall uh, disrupt our elections again through computers. And the merchants again, verse number 13, and verse number 15. The merchants with the many aisles that the word aisles deals with the word coast, and the merchandise in verse 15 and verse 16. Syria was thy merchant and there was emeralds, and purple, and brodered work, and fine linen, and coral, and uh, uh, agate, and the merchants, and the market, verse 17. And verse 20, the merchant. Verse 18, all the multitude of thy riches. And verse 22, the merchants. And verse 23, the merchants. And 23, again, the merchants. And verse 24, the merchants. And verse 24, the merchandise. And the ships of Tarsus did sing of thee in the market. There it is again. And verse 27, the merchandise. And 27 again, the merchandise. It shall fall in the midst of the seas in the day of thy ruin. And the mariners... And the Bible says in verse 3, one day that make themselves utterly bald with thee and gird with sackcloth, they shall uh, gird them with sackcloth, they shall weep with thee with bitterness of heart, bitter wailing, it's gonna collapse, and their wailing shall be taken up for a lamentation for thee. And lament, they say, what city is like Tyre, what city is like it, like the destroyed in the midst of the sea? The entire stock market is hooked into the Silicon Valley. If this large company has a bad, a, a bad day or a, a, a bad quarter, it affects the entire world. And that's how Tyre was. The next chapter, they're gonna be dealing with the king, those in government, and they're gonna be affected. But in the midst of all these ships, God says something about rowers. rowers. In verse number twenty-six, thy rowers, thy rowers, have brought thee into great waters. Great waters. Psalm one hundred seven deals with the great waters as going out into the deep. They that go out into the deep and, and ships into the deep. These do great wonders in the deep. I'm not a fisherman at all. Have no desire to fish. Before I came here, I took a, a group of men in my Sunday class out in the Pacific Ocean and we fished that day. And they would take and they with their cameras looked down and they say, here's a school of fish. And every line we had had three hooks on it. And they said, drop your line right here. I'd never seen anything like it. I've never really fished much. We dropped the line, and as soon as you dropped the line at that school of fish, all three hooks had fish on it. you drop it, pull it up. There it was, three fish. It was out in the deep. We could not see the land. We fished like you never fish on the shoreline. I don't know anything about fishing, so you can correct me on it. God says these rowers rowers took them out there. What's a rower? These were literally under rowers. They went to the belly of the ship and they took those oars made of oak and made of cedar and strong wood and they would begin to row down underneath and the rowers did the work. All the sails were set up but the rowers did the work. That's a positive thing right here. In the midst of all this collapse, in the midst of a city that's has ready, it's just whining and dining and running and gunning and going, and things are moving in the midst of all that. And right before the destruction, God reminded there were some people that were just rowing, just kept rowing and moving the vessel forward. I want to speak to you from this text tonight about the rowers, thy rowers that brought thee into the great waters. And tonight, an oar- rower is an oarsman. W- one takes an oar and begins to row. Generally, one oar on this side, and one on this side. And behind him, another oarsman would row, and then over here, one on this side. And they'd line up in the belly of that ship and begin to row together to move the ship forward and send it out, those sails and catch the winds and then begin to move. We sing, row, row, row your boat. Well, That's what's happening here. Look at the verse number 26, thy rowers have brought thee to the great water. In the midst of all this excitement going on, I wanna thank God for the rowers. Who are the rowers in the local church? the Sunday school teachers. You don't know who they are unless you drop a child off in the campground over here. But there's 20 tents over here set up in the gym and every class has a 15 chairs and there's some oars or, or, there that are just teaching the word of God. They're doing the labor, they're doing the work to move the ship, this good old ship, the North Valley Baptist Church, the ship, they're moving it forward as they roll in the Sunday school. Those, those bus captains and the bus drivers and the bus mechanics that showed up early this morning, they were out yesterday repairing the buses, fueling the buses, fixing the buses. They were out yesterday knocking on doors to say, we want you to ride our bus on Sunday. And they were working yesterday and out today with that oar and put it in the water and moving the ship forward. I tell you what, our church has been so blessed. I'm not the bus driver and I'm not the bus captain. But we have an army that crawl on those buses and bring them in. I think of the oarsmen that walk down these aisles and their ushers. And not only did they just pass a plate, anybody could do that. That's the small little area of what they do. They come to this area and up and down your area and into your section. They'll generally shake your hand and talk to you and they meet visitors and they make sure that visitors are not by themselves. And they care for people and they help people coming in and coming out and they help those with emergencies thank God for the ushers tonight I thank God for the deacons tonight and the deacons wives I thank God tonight for the staff I thank God for the servants that come and clean these buildings and fix these buildings and repair these buildings you know if a ships gonna go forward you have to have some oarsmen I thank God for an orchestra that plays these beautiful instruments, and I was standing here and sitting here tonight, listening and to play and listening to them with all those different sounds that are so beautiful during the choir number and other numbers, and that great choir that sings. Listen, I want to say, I thank God for the roll of the oars the, 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 that row up in the sound room and in the nursery tonight, and in the live stream, and the security and the parking lot. It is and over at the other service in the Spanish department. Thank God for row. We generally don't know who they are. They're stuck down in the belly of the ship. And I want you to see that the rowers are the workers. Look at verse 26. Thy rowers have brought thee into the great waters. I don't want to ever sit in this chair and look and say, look at these lazy people. Look at these backslidden people. I don't see it that way you know what I see when I look out over the great North Valley Baptist Church I see a lot of rowers you have your oar in your hand and you're rowing and you're moving this church forward I've told so many churches where I've gone to preach I look at these great cathedrals all over the East Coast and they're about empty One church I read of was about 150 years of age, one about 175, one about 160. There was four churches and one, big cathedrals, big, huge monstrosity. And this one had, I don't remember the exact number, 15 people left. And this had about 30 people. And after all these years of independence, of hundred some years, each one of those churches, and 150 years, they all got together of different denominations that say we have these big buildings, but we don't have enough people to not only fix them, but to repair the fixes that need to be taken care of. What if we all merged together? You know where they lost it? I guarantee it years before, if you'd have walked in the nursery and you would have not seen any babies and any children in the nurseries, you'd realize that church is going to die. You want to know what to keep North Valley Baptist Church alive? Let's raise up a bunch of young children and a bunch of young teenagers and put the oar in the water and keep working with those young people and have move forward and then sometimes hit some wind and resistance, but we keep working with them. Then one day we see him standing here and he is here and she's here and she's in white and she looks so beautiful as the bride last week and the groom here last week and they get married, you may kiss the bride. That's always the most awkward thing in the world for me. You know, I feel like, no, don't do that. I I close my eyes, I I look down there, everybody's taking pictures at that time, and I'm thinking, what do I do? (laughs) It is the grossest thing. I'm a little bit nervous that they all know how to kiss real well. That's what I'm scared about, but nonetheless. (laughs) Who was that from? Robert, all right. God blesses that little couple by the grace of God with a baby or two or three or four or five or 13. (laughs) I would never stop on an odd number, and especially 13. There's no 13 on elevators, brother man, huh? So tonight we want to announce (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Nervous breakdown and God's going to bless, and then all of a sudden, we'll have a parent-baby dedication, and all these little babies, and these mothers and dads, God keeps bringing us. That's that next generation. Our school's opening up the 41st year next week, and those little kindergartners 41 years ago are nearing 50 years of age. I'm talking about, Brother John Morris, who was in the school when the school was young, and he was already 20, 25 years of age in 10th grade. <laughs> Just couldn't get out of 10th grade. That was the hard year for him. I can't remember, he's 69, 70 years of age, or whatever he is sitting next to his daughter right now, or wife, whatever she is. The rowers are the workers. I know a church like this keeps you so busy. I know that. And I'm trying to, I try to be aware of that. At 19 minutes after seven, I'm already nine minutes over. I not only see that the rowers are the workers, I see the rowers can take you out to the great waters. The Bible says the rowers have brought thee to the great waters. The great waters. Young children. Teenagers. College students, we want to take you as we roll this great ship called North Valley Baptist Church, North Valley Baptist School, Golden State Baptist College. We want to take you out to the deep waters. Oh, I know you're going to be afraid. I had that pulpit I preached from here this morning 43 years ago. I preached from that pulpit, same text I preached this morning. And I remember being so nervous. Can I tell you something? I feel right at home right now, but there's not a service that I've not approached where I've not felt that way all these years. I said to my father-in-law one day after all those years he preached, I said, when do you get over the nervousness of it? He goes, you better pray you never get over it. And I say this today because sometimes those those great waters, young people, are going to thrust you out out of here. We're to thrust you by the grace of God into marriage how God leads you and into the ministry how God leads you or to the work uh, 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 in this area and become lay people in this church. And sometimes you're going to be like, I'm drowning out here. And sometimes the waves are so big and they're so frightening. But I want to tell you, that's where you see the great works of God in the deep, Psalm 107. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, large waters. These see the work of the Lord and His wonders in the deep. That's where you want to be. I tell you what, this this wonderful church has brought us on such a great voyage together. And those rowers have been teaching the Bible and singing in groups and cleaning the buildings and giving the tithes and offerings and serving God because the rowers Are the workers and the rowers take take others out to the great waters, and the rowers sometimes walk away. The rowers have brought thee into the great waters, and the east wind hath broken thee in the midst of the seas. It is very sad when we see a Sunday school teacher walk away from a class or a bus worker or a deacon or an usher or a staff member or a church member say I'm not going to keep rolling I'm too tired I'm too tired this world is built it's been set off the people that are tired if you want something to get done we've been told you find the person that's working the hardest and he will make a way one day when all our trials and troubles are o'er and I'm safe on the other shore I'll be able to rest and Hebrews chapter I think it's 8 tells us how many times we're going to rest, rest, rest but this is not rest time this is work time all is abounding in the work of the Lord Why, for as much as you know your labor, oarsman, that nobody sees, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Staff members, I'll meet with you this week now for several days. Oh, I'll never be able to pay you like the Silicon Valley can. But I can offer you an opportunity to lay up treasures in heaven, service toward God. And don't poor mouth it like we have such a bad thing. I've got the best job in all the Silicon Valley. What a joy to be the pastor of the greatest church in all the world. And to work with oarsmen that keep rowing that ship instead of fighting. not, we're not rowing. We're going on strike. We're quitting. Oh no, oarsmen just keep on going. Well, I have so much more to say. But I do want to get you out early. I think of the oarsman. I thought of it so much this week. The oarsman that did so much in my life. I think of that oarsman, Mrs. Daniels, in kindergarten. I can hear her singing, Dare to be a Daniel. I can hear her singing, David and Goliath, only a boy named. I can hear it. She wore the same black dress every week with a black belt. I wonder if she's alive. You know what she was? And my class was in the pastor's garage down the street on Scamus Court, and she was with that oar. I think of Clarence Nelson. And my fourth, fifth, and sixth grade was in an abandoned roller rink. And I think how that he and his wife would just oar and keep oaring. I think of first, second, third over at Horner Junior High School. And we had those tables that came out of the wall for the cafeteria. And we just sat at those tables, every single class, no dividers, just, and the teacher sat stood at the end of the table and taught. And I could hear this teacher and this teacher. Was confusion, but it's all we had. I think of how my pastor on a Sunday night preached in 1956, and that building with no electricity, and those lanterns are glowing. And I was sitting over here in that little little section next to my dad. I wish I knew the course there, the song they were singing, the invitation. God had got a hold of my heart, and I knew. I was a sinner. You know, my pastor was an oarsman for me and his wife and my mother and my dad and my aunt and my uncle and on and on the list goes. I think how God took me to Bible college and how that God used a Don Scoville and his wife as the chairman of the music department and a Dr. Barnes and a Dr. Weeks and a Dr. Cederholm and a Dr. Burkhardt. They're all with the Lord, every one of them. And I can think of how they just kept roaring and rowing. And I think of that perhaps 80-year-old pastor's wife and she was a widow and she taught English. And I stood, sat in that room almost 50 years ago now and taking English classes from her and learning Strong English by the grace of God. I think of those days I stood behind this pulpit this morning. My mind kept going to the many people that were oarsmen back then in those early days. Many of them with the Lord now. On the other side. But they stood with me. When I had no idea where we were going